Welcome to What Has My Attention, and this is John Beethan. Recorded February 11th, 2022, my conversation on this topic with Sarah Pfeiffer has been sitting at the can until a time when I was moved by timing to release it, and that time is now. Some of the topics that get covered are how attending one event changed the trajectory of Sarah's life and caused her to dive deep into personal development and entrepreneurship so she could lead by example amongst her family and friends. And how scaling a business with events allows women to step into a bigger leadership role with their communities and how events deepen the intimacy you have with your community. It can help you reach more dream clients, build loyalty, and make easier high-ticket sales. Make sure you stay to the end and consider taking Sarah's Friendly Friday Reminder Challenge. There's a lot of nuance to showing up and being in the room uh, that happens just kind of magically uh, when we get in the room. And that's why it's such a powerful medium for business owners to leverage. And that's why I feel so called to help them overcome all the stuff that they feel like, you know, that they need to overcome in order to show up and serve and lead at that level. I find it sometimes exhausting to be the person who is the leader. But there's a question I always ask every guest is like, what's the best thing that's happened that's come from hosting an event? And every time their eyes light up and they get the biggest smiles and they couldn't imagine not having done the thing because it's been such a blessing in so many like ways that they never expected. And it, that, that's, that's the coolest thing. Like, yes, you're, you're doing it in service of your guests, but you're also doing it in service of your business but then there's this huge fringe benefit of what it does for you personally. Sarah Pfeiffer, welcome to the show. John, thanks for having me. I'm thrilled to be here today. Well, last time we talked, we had a fabulous conversation. And I am so interested in what you do because uh, you are so much more than an event planner. And I've been listening to your podcast called The Green Room Central, or it's called Green Room Central. And, uh, you know, I have some questions at some point I want to ask you, but um, I get the distinct feeling you're leading the charge on uh, events and entrepreneurship. So why That's do, my mission. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So why don't you tell everybody the mission? Because it's fabulous. Uh, I, I just want to get more events produced in the world, if you want to distill it there. Uh, but uh, my mission really is to help the online business owner who wants to use events to scale their business. And uh, I was just listening to, uh, I, I think, your very most recent episode. Uh, you had a gal uh, talking about money. And, uh, oh, what has my attention? Yes. And uh, I was really taken by a bunch of stuff in there, but specifically kind of the concept around what do you need to step into in order to do the thing? And so I've really been uh, working through what does the CEO uh, of an online business who has uh, courses or memberships or some sort of 
online offering? What do they need to step into in order to congregate their community live? Whether that's in-person or virtual or hybrid, (laughs) whatever the Mm -hmm. case may be. And it's kind of like uh, what you what they needed to step into in order to be the CEO of of that business in order for it to to grow in the first place. And there's a lot there. There's it's it's the, the funniest thing in entrepreneurship how every time we kind of like get something figured out, like there's then the next thing that we have to figure out, and um, like all of kind of like the mindset and the mindset that we have to step into to do the thing, but then also like the strategies that you have to learn in order to do the thing. And I really feel like my mission, like why I was placed on this earth is to help uh, those online business owners step into the mindset and learn the strategies that they need in order to serve live. Because there's so much magic when people are congregated in a live setting. John, I'm sure you've seen and felt this over the past two years, just like everyone else. We just lived through this global case study on the power of of events, on why they're so powerful for creating connection and building community and serving up content that we so desperately need because and want because when we have like, you know, new information coming our way, we're learning new things. Uh, that content fuels this like uh, desire in us to have a sense of progress. And I think we were all feeling uh, like that was missing at many points over the past couple of years. And I happen to be of the mindset that events are one of the biggest keys to unlocking that. And I, I see the, the, the CEO, the online business owner, as the linchpin, the the person who has the unique ability to congregate uh, their community, the community who's already asking for them to, you know, like, we want to get together, like, will you please make this happen? Uh, They're in that unique position as the linchpin. And uh, so what can I do to help them step into that role fully and lead and uh, by helping them I was just recording an episode yesterday. I just love this. And she was saying that she feels really called to put on her events because when she does that and kind of gives voice to to her her mission, uh, her mission is to help give voice to other women. And it's just like this ripple effect of when you are able to step into that role and, and kind of um, model what it looks like uh, to w- do the thing, whatever the thing is that you you teach and and help people um, work towards, whatever transformation you help them work towards, when you are able to model that behavior, it gives other women and men in your community the permission to go try that on themselves. And what a gift that yeah. we can give the world. Well, that's awesome. I, have you read the Art of Gathering? Uh, I just uh, added it to my Audible. Yeah, <laughs> I bought. I got it from the library a few weeks ago, and it scared the bejesus out of me because I'm just not like a patient person at sitting, yep. and uh, I do such a better job with listening. So I, it's in my queue, and I'm just finishing something else up, and then it's uh, off if to I, races. If I have this right, and I will link this in the episode notes. 
is that Krista Tippett, on her podcast On Being, actually okay. did an interview with Pyra, the author of the book. So well, the Audible, I got the Audible, but I, re- I got the book and read it. I got the Audible, too, because I just wanted to listen to it. And but it's not her reading. Mm. And it's not the same. But this but the uh, podcast episode with the interview with her is fabulous. She's a really dynamic speaker. Thank you for the recommendation. I'm super excited. Yeah, I know. She has had my attention for some time now. I get her yep. emails. Yep. She's got like a newsletter. Yep. Uh, so, it, you know, it yeah. basically asks the question, why do we gather? Mm. So for, you know, but, you know, we can talk about that later if you want. Um, I want to take a short break now and just let people know that uh, Sarah is actually living in my hometown of Portland, Oregon. And before we started recording, she was like, oh, my God, there's sunshine out there today. So, yeah. yeah and where do, whereabouts in Portland do you live? I'm in the, the northwest area of town in Portland proper. Nice. And uh, just close enough to make a day trip to the ocean or a day trip to the mountains or yeah. a day trip to the Silver Falls to go, you know, take in the waterfalls. And uh, I love it. Yeah, that's really great. You know, you've got a whole story behind actually how you stumbled onto event creation, because that's kind of what you have done in the past in terms of creating events. And I understand listening to your podcast that you've done it for a few people and as large as 6,000 people. Is that right? Yes. That's, Lots of different event sizes. <laughs> yeah. So how did you stumble onto this? And, and uh, how has it evolved into what you're doing now? Yeah, it was, well, it's totally by accident, really. Uh, I was in a project management role. Well, I mean, I say it started when I was a kid and we would host Thanksgiving dinners for like, you know, a couple, you know, a dozen or two dozen of our, you know, closest family. And it was just like my fa- favorite time of the year. And I realized it was because when we, it was when we hosted an event, like we didn't do that often at our house. And it was always my favorite thing. And I didn't put two and two together until years later that that's probably where the spark of my like events passion came from was gathering uh, our family over Thanksgiving when I was little. But then uh, in college, I was in a leadership role uh, and hosted events and just loved it, like loved it more than doing any of the studying. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it's definitely where I put my my attention. And then, uh, and my grades definitely showed that. <laughs> and then I, uh, after college, I was in a project management role very early out of college. And, and it was some sort of like shakeup at the business I was at. And the person in charge of the sales events, uh, the annual sales meetings and incentive trips had to uh, like stepped away perhaps, I think, to be like a full-time mom. And there was just like this emergency need for uh, like some event support. I had never really done it other than in my my college days. And I didn't think of myself as an event planner. And so I stepped up and had just the absolute best time. And then, you know, the department who had kind of asked to borrow me said, could we like just keep borrowing you? Or could you maybe just like come on over and <laughs> do this for us? And I That's said, great. yes. And it just led to many years of doing it in a corporate setting. And then when I met personal development about a half a dozen years ago and landed in a ballroom uh, at a personal development conference with a couple thousand other fine folks, it was my first time being in 
an event where I paid with my own money and I was surrounded by people who had also paid with their own money and chosen to go and they wanted to be there and they were thrilled to be there. And I had been planning events for people where we paid for them to go. We told them they had to go and and they didn't really want to be there or enjoy themselves. And it was just above the fold front page news to me that this sphere existed where there were these people called entrepreneurs who ran their own businesses and they were they were at these conferences and they were either on the stage and changing people's lives you know making an impact uh, and an income from doing so and you know hearing these rumblings like i have a business i have a community like i would love to do this too but i'm like you know the overwhelm uh the I, I don't know if the imposter syndrome, I don't know if I could do this. And I'm sitting there going in my head thinking, this is fun for me. Like this is, I, I'm thrilled by the prospect of putting on something like this. And I know how the wizard works behind the curtain. Like this is, this is, uh, this is my thing. And it took a while for me to put two and two together that that's where uh, I was gonna put the flag in the sand and where I was going to kind of devote the rest of my working life too, but I f- it finally clicked and I couldn't be happier that I uh, was exposed to that, that first personal development conference with just like lit the spark in me of like, wait, there's a way that I can serve and use what I'm passionate about and then help people that I am now like deeply passionate about. I never ever, I, I didn't have the worldview of entrepreneurship that wasn't in my family. Once I got exposed, I, I just like something clicked and I got just addicted and so passionate about helping small business entrepreneurs. This is really my favorite thing in addition yeah, to events. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. For those people that uh, aren't seeing this, uh, Sarah's just like smiles from one side of her face to the other. But you know what? It's a perfect segue just because I need to, or at least I want to, promote the book that's on my music stand behind me. Because of something you said, which is, in my opinion, the best business book I've ever read. And it's called Love is Just Damn Good Business by Steve Farber. But right on the front cover, he says, because this is what came up when you mentioned that you could do this. Do what you love in the service of people who love what you do. Mm. Pretty simple, mm. huh? Yeah, and when I think about that quote, I think about how I was doing what I love, but in service of people who didn't love it. And in the corporate in the corporate environment. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm in the service of like people who generally want it in their lives. Who love what uh, you do. Yeah, no, it is. It's a, like a, a so. Happy can marriage. you talk about the what was the uh, personal development uh, workshop that you went to when you mm. when all this ahas? You were probably mm-hmm. ahahing left and right. I did. It was my very first time going to a personal development conference, and probably just a year prior had I started like watching YouTube videos about personal development, listening to personal development books, taking courses. Uh, and I think maybe that was age 35, 36-ish. That, that was like, wow, huge for me to get exposed to that for the first time at that age. 
it was uh, Brendan Burchard, and he's just like my very favorite mentor in the personal development space, but also in the uh, online business space. He's a brilliant businessman, and so I uh, really enjoy learning from him. And so when I landed in his conference, I think probably San Diego, I think, actually, yeah, close to where you're at now, uh, it was just life-changing on so many levels, not just like on my personal development growth, but then on my like business kind of like life goals kind of course. And But I ended up figuring out that he had three conferences that fall, and I went to all three. Oh, my. Uh, his personal development one, his business one, and then his one on uh, personal speaking. So f- I did three four-day conferences uh, in a row in the fall of, I think, 2017, and uh, I've never been the same since. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so I'm just curious. Let's talk about more what you do for people that love what you do. Mm-hmm. So in other words – how is it that people love what you do? Because I know they do. And mm-hmm. yeah, talk a little bit, walk us through kind of what you do. Yeah, so I serve in a few ways. So I have a, a signature group program called Live Event Academy, where I just help teach people uh, through kind of my signature framework of how to picture, plan, and produce their events. And I also do one-on-one coaching and then uh I do handpick a couple of clients a year to do full service for just because it's my favorite thing. And I, I never want to let that go. No intentions of ever drumming up a, a boutique event agency. I think my biggest thing is that it's, there's, there's a, like a process to it. And once people understand that there's a process, it becomes something that feels repeatable to them and less overwhelming. Uh, when you know what the path is and that you can kind of lay it down and then you can just repeat it, like wash, rinse, and repeat, it makes it feel so much so much more doable and less overwhelming to understand that just like anything else, it's a process. And I think when we add, I think, in, you know, astute business owners like your listeners know, like as soon as they've implemented processes and systems into their business, like it's just made life easier and the same goes for events and so I want to help uh, kind of collapse that learning curve help them not you know lose their shirt on, on the money side of things help them also understand the mindset side of things where you know like what what they have to believe about themselves uh, in order to to do the thing of putting on the event it is interesting that the two biggest things that business owners struggle with when putting on their events, and this is like someone who's doing their first or their hundredth, is uh, and at playing at whatever size game. It's it's mindset and you know the imposter syndrome, and then uh, it's filling it. Those are the two things people struggle with, which is really interesting. So I like to help with those as well, but. Uh, my my favorite thing is to help people understand the process so it can feel doable and repeatable. Because usually uh, I'm helping people who use events as either um, they're using them as like a fulfillment uh, of an offer. So like a master, a high ticket mastermind where perhaps you're putting on uh, a business retreat. And then uh, secondly, the, the person who's, who uses it as a 
like a larger conference that's low ticket in an effort to build that no love trust during the event and then make the offer of their higher ticket thing during that conference. And so those are the typically the people that I help. And uh, super fun. Oh, it's fascinating. <laughs> so what, what, what do you have coming up, actually? That uh, Do you have anything coming up or anything that's available on a regular basis? Mm, yeah, a couple things. So my favorite thing is right now is just my podcast. Yay. Uh, I've just been having such wonderful conversations with uh, business owners who host their own events, really in service of... Uh, inspiring the the event owner or event uh, business owner who wants to start events, but also to give strategies to to the one who wants to level up. So, super excited about that, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. But I also have uh, created because it's it's just not going away uh, a a virtual event challenge. So, like a five day challenge for someone who would just wants to get like kind of the quick start guide for doing a. Uh, uh, virtual live events. And so I could available. take this. You could. You could. Yeah. <laughs> and that's completely free, both of those, of course. And uh, you can get links uh, to all of them at uh, greenroomcentral.com. Yay. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, what, uh, what in your life became a defining moment for you? unrelated to the business or related personally or otherwise just something in your life that just where everything just kind of changed well just because i didn't mention it yet but that i mean well it would be that event uh but if we weren't going to say that i would say that that event was huge catalyst in my life and uh i think not more than a year after that I had left my uh, 16-year corporate career and moved my family across the country uh, from the Twin Cities where I'd been for 20 years to in Minnesota to uh, hear the gorgeous Pacific Northwest. uh, Big move. And people are always asking, well, why did you move? And I said, well, for the mountains, the ocean, and the crunchy foodies, really, it was just for the adventure uh, because... I, by going to that event and being so impacted by that, that influencer on the stage, Brendan Burchard, I found out that uh, you can live anywhere you want. Like, it was above the <laughs> fold from page news to me. Uh, you know, in this giant package gift that is personal development, I learned you can choose. And uh, I was a bit tired of uh, being so cold, <laughs> and, even though I love winter. And then we're just in search of adventure. I have a kiddo who just basically wakes up and is like, what are we doing today? <laughs> Where are we going? What's happening? Uh, it's kind of like her mother. And uh, this has not disappointed being out Oh, here. that's fabulous. I'm really getting that, you know, it's like telling people just if there's an event you thought about going to, do it. Go. Mm, I, 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 mean, I couldn't underscore that enough. Yeah, I think people hold, um, and then myself included, there's things I've wanted to do I haven't done, and uh, events, you know, gatherings of people. And so it's just like, you know, we are social animals, you know, it's like we are, you know, people. And there is a huge difference between doing this Zoom thing 
and actually doing it face to face when you're actually seeing somebody across the table or across the you know standing and seeing the you know there's nuance in the complexion of someone's faces when you say something to them you kind of like unconsciously pick up certain clues and there's all that kind of stuff that just doesn't get translated very well into a video screen in my opinion i'd actually much rather just listen to audio because you can actually pick up a lot more because you're not distracted from video but that's my thing Yes, Chad, it is your thing. I would add to what you just said in that going to an event, when you're able to do it in person, especially, you're able to step into uh, an identity uh, of yourself that you typically probably wouldn't, wouldn't do. And whether that's a more playful version of yourself whether that's a, a bolder version of yourself who's willing to meet, put themselves out there and meet new people, or it, or you step into kind of a, a more empowered version of yourself where you're willing to make commitments about transformation that you want to kick off and actions you need to take to get there. Uh, there's, there's a lot of nuance to showing up and being in the room uh, that happens just kind of magically uh, when we get in the room. And that's why it's such a powerful medium for business owners to leverage. And that's why I feel so called to help them overcome all of the stuff that they feel like, you know, that they need to overcome in order to show up and serve and lead at that level. I find it sometimes exhausting to be the person who is the leader but there's a question I always ask every guest is like, what's the best thing that's happened that's come from hosting an event? And every time their eyes light up and they get the biggest smiles and they couldn't imagine not having done the thing because it's been such a blessing in so many like ways that they never expected. And that, that's, that's the coolest thing. Like, yes, you're, you're doing it in service of your guests, you're also doing it in service of your business, but then there's this huge fringe benefit of what it does for you personally. And uh, so I'm just, uh, you can tell, I have soapbox on this topic. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I like yeah. it. I like it a lot. That's great. Anything else you want to cover? Mm. You know, I think it really boils down to the whole like starting before you're ready uh, thing. Uh, when it comes to events. But I do have this caveat that I really strongly feel that unless you have a huge amount of cojones about you and or money, like I feel like it's the point of scale because it, there's so much, there, it, there's a lot to think about and, and um, concern yourself with when you're putting on an event. And if you're also at the same time worried about filling it because you do not have a community or email list that is big enough to support the ask of filling the room to the capacity that you want it filled becomes stressful unnecessarily. And so I really like to encourage people that they have a community before they make this leap because I think it's too much pressure to put on yourself otherwise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. What else has your attention? 
I mean, oh, the name right of the now. show is called What Has My Attention. So I usually uh, it's just randomness. Uh, right now, what has my attention is the Olympics. Because yes. I'm just like the event planner in me thinks this is like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And um, fun fact, my phone ringer uh, every day of every year, all the time, is the Olympic anthem. Uh, I, I'm just smitten with the whole process. Uh, so loving that it's it's on right now. Uh, also, just really what has my attention is, um, oh, it's Friday, isn't it? It uh, is. I always put a friendly Friday reminder out to my community, and I say this. I say, be intentional with your community uh, or your, with, with your family and friends this weekend. Just like you would in an event setting, you have to plan for magical and memorable moments to happen. And so... I want to challenge you to step up into that leadership role within your family or friend group for this weekend and create something, make something happen. And I really like put that mission on myself within my own family every weekend. And it's never disappointed me. It's a lot of work and feels weighty. But the adventures that we've had as a family uh, recently well, the whole three and a half years we've been here uh, are epic. And it's because I've made that decision to create that magical and memorable moment. And so uh, I would challenge your uh, listeners uh, to that as well. Well, I'm going to take your quote and share it because every Friday I've been doing something new where I share a quote of the week. And I made a note of it, and I really like it, so it'll be also a way to introduce my peeps to you. Oh, thanks, John. I appreciate it. Yeah, I know. I really love where you come from. It's fantastic. All right, Sarah, well, thank you very much for being here. Really appreciate it. And uh, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Oh, I hang out on Instagram, at Sarah Faefer. But uh, if you go to greenroomcentral.com, you can find me in all of the other places. I'm sure. Yes. Great. Well, have a nice weekend and enjoy the sunshine while you have it. Thanks, John. Mm -hmm.